Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, aloha, sasrikal, bonjour, and ciao. <laughs> so good to be with you again today. And I'm very excited because today we have a special guest, Zach Michael, who is a self-mastery coach. And I'm going to actually have Zach jump right in and introduce himself to you more thoroughly. So Zach, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Most definitely, Samia. Thank you so much for this awesome multilingual introduction. And uh, so yeah, I'm a self-mastery coach, as you pointed out. I've been in clinical practice for, uh, this is my 11th year now in business. And uh, essentially what I do is I help entrepreneurs, business owners, raise their level of consciousness by understanding, identifying, becoming aware of how they're unconsciously holding themselves back from living a life of effortless joy, abundance, prosperity, and essentially helping them get out of their own way through the understanding that it all comes down to energy, frequency, and vibration. So my uh, my my background, my, my history as far as a practitioner has been in uh, several of leading naturopathic medical clinics here in Vancouver, BC, where I specialized mostly in trauma, various forms of trauma, uh, chronic pain, some food behaviors, various heavy emotional issues, essentially. Mm. And uh, now, as I said, my specialty is working with the the entrepreneurial audience because I'm an entrepreneur myself and I found that I most closely resonated with that audience. And as we'll get into very likely, I used to hold myself back with self-sabotage. So that's why this is my focus these days. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't realize you actually had a background in working with trauma-related issues. I really appreciate yeah. that. That's really cool. I'm actually a trauma survivor myself. And so I feel a special affinity for people who have an understanding of trauma and how to help others heal which, uh, from trauma. Yeah, I found that, you know, honestly, I found that most of what I do today is all trauma work. Yeah. It's all trauma release because if you look at limiting beliefs, they're formed within the context of some kind of traumatic experience. A lot of times people consider when they think of the word trauma, when they hear the term PTSD, they're usually thinking in their minds of these really intense situations. Uh, we, we know what those are, war, car accidents, just very intense, usually of intense violence and so on and so forth. That's definitely traumatic. However, there's more uh, to the scope of trauma than just what we commonly think of. And so oftentimes people, when they hear the word trauma, they'll be like, I don't know if I really experienced trauma. I don't know if I have PTSD. Um, in, in, in any case, the fact of the matter is anything that's considered to be traumatic in terms of negative emotions, anything that's considered traumatic in terms of the experience is considered a form of trauma. And so when we're looking, when I'm looking at specifically the context of self-sabotaging behaviors in thought, feeling, and action, physical behavior, very often these self-sabotaging ways of being start throughout uh, various 
experiences that one has has undergone, usually during the early childhood formative years, where it was like some kind of verbal abuse or it could have been physical, various experiences where they learned these negative limiting beliefs about themselves. And so it's just a, a process of undoing that learning. Yes. You know, what you were talking about when you mentioned that a lot of these limiting beliefs that we form and the traumatic experiences that we have are actually during our childhood years. It makes me think about my sister. Um, I survived child sexual abuse, so I definitely, you know, have this trauma from my childhood that I can very clearly point to and identify. Uh, but with my sister, thank God, she did not have to suffer the trauma that I did. Um, and, and she would often say, like over the years, that she would like compare her experience to mine. And she would say, oh, you know, you went through something really big and traumatic, but my life has been so easy. And, you know, I, I, I've not had to experience any real hardship. And she just felt because of that, she didn't have uh, permission to complain or feel bad anytime that she was struggling with anything and um, I was like trying to help her see that even though she might not have a specific incident that had a hugely negative impact on her life we all have experienced negative things and negative experiences in fact in my own relationship with her I I would point out to her that because when I was traumatized and I didn't know how to create and maintain healthy relationships and boundaries anymore in the aftermath of experiencing my trauma, I took a lot of that out on her in terms of, you know, when she would come to hug me or kiss me, I would just push her away and I wouldn't talk to her. I wouldn't listen to her. And you know, for a child, I was a child, but she was a child too. She's my younger sister. And that definitely had an impact on her and her sense of self-esteem and all of that. But she didn't see it as like a trauma that she experienced. And so that also then impacted even in her adulthood, um, like when we're thinking about, okay, what what are your limiting beliefs and where are they coming from you know she was not seeing these kinds of things that she had experienced in her childhood as part of where her limiting beliefs were coming from mm. uh, you know yeah but i now when i had more education about trauma and so forth myself i was able to help her start to make some of those connections um, you know, for example, her feeling of insecurity around um, when she would reach out to other people and if she felt a sense of rejection from them, then she would sort of oftentimes take that in on herself and is there something wrong with me? And that might not all have been because of how I treated her, but certainly that might have been a part of how she developed 
that tendency you know so um are, are there any specific examples that you can give of self-sabotaging beliefs or if someone like is self-sabotaging themselves how could they diagnose themselves because i know for me the idea of self-sabotage like i did not want to accept it as like there's no way i'm self-sabotaging myself i just didn't want to even accept that and um i didn't i was like i i, I just didn't see how i how i could even self-sabotage myself so can you share some signs some symptoms of what self-sabotage can look like yeah sure i think it's really simple when if you look at your life and the quality of your life is it hard or is it effortless mm -hmm. is it joyous or is it unnecessarily challenging mm -hmm. and is it challenging and hard in a repetitive way that you see as a pattern is this a are you consistently challenged in a specific way over a period of time in the same kinds of ways is life it, life is not meant to be unnecessarily hard mm. it's actually meant to be more effortless and joyful and if it's not it's just simply a case of a misalignment because everything as i said before as we know for the most part is energy frequency and vibration and because of this when one is experiencing life or business whatever the context in such a way that they're not getting they're not reaching their full potential they're not getting the most out of life and or business they're feeling that they're continuously taking one step forward two steps back it seems to be harder for them compared to others that they see online or in their so social circle and it's like well why is that we're all born with a certain level of potential to tap into right but why is it that some people seem to make it look so easy and others usually the vast majority seem to struggle the, their way through as if they're trying to swim through mud right what, as, as long as you're a well-functioning individual we all have what is we're all born with an innate ability to thrive mm. and so if we're not thriving then we have to turn within become a little bit introspective and ask the question why so for for example just to unpack that a little bit further because your question is well how do we how can i self-diagnose how can i become aware that i'm even yeah. self-sabotaging yeah. i think it's just first as simple as is life hard for me right now? If it is, what are the ways in which I experience it as too hard? Or what would what could be some ways in my life that I'd like to become easier? What are some things that I'd like to change my associations with? Is building my business too hard? Am I enjoying it? So on and so forth. Yeah, okay, okay. Now I will say I actually agree with you, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you a question just to see like where you're coming from um, and for the benefit of our audience um, so you you said that life is not meant to be hard it's not meant to be a struggle if it feels that way it's just a misalignment 
but there are so many people out there in in the world who don't believe that um you know there's a i i don't know some famous philosopher i'm forgetting what's his name but i i this line is stuck in my head from the time i took the intro in philosophy class where it's like life is nasty brutish and sharp and that is like a perspective you know that so many people hold that that's the way life is it's nasty brutish and sharp and so if i'm having a hard time in in my life it's not because there's something wrong with me it's not because i'm self sabotaging it's because that's the way life is it's nasty brutish and sharp so why what's your basis for believing that it's not meant to be hard that it's anything other than nasty brutish and short like what's your uh uh, bel- uh like what's your foundation uh for believing that okay well the beautiful thing about the universe source energy god whichever term you want to use it doesn't care what one's perception is what one believes to be true life is the way it is So if life is believed to be what was it hard brutish and short nasty brutish nasty. and short okay so then this will most likely be one's life experiences if this is their outlook and so the reason why i say this is because you may, you you brought up an interesting perspective that life is this way and because i experience problems it's not because there's something it's not because of something i'm doing or not doing correctly or incorrectly it's because this is how life is yeah. and the problem with that belief system is it sets one up to be disempowered and irresponsible or or not responsible for the quality of their life mm-hmm. so what we know about perception is that it creates our experience of reality our perception is based on our level of consciousness our level of consciousness we could think of spiritual consciousness influences the filter through which we see the world and interact and engage with the world so because we are projecting you know it it's been said before I, i don't know if it was rumi or ramana ramana maharshi or one of those that said the world you see something to the effect of doesn't exist mm-hmm. right and when you hear this quote it sounds interesting it sounds good but when you're not really there yet what does it mean right yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a bit confusing and it's also how can one come to this level of understanding right so what this means is that the way in which we experience the world isn't based on objective reality or truth it's literally based on our experience of what is perceived so therefore one is not actually experiencing the world they're experiencing themselves outwardly So we're only actually experiencing an outward projection of what is within. We can only perceive that which we are the vibration of. So if one continues to believe 
that life is a certain way and I play no role in the quality of my life, then that sets up one for a life of, it's a, it's, it's a victim, victim mentality. It's also that I have no ability to influence the quality of my life. I don't have to take responsibility and I see it essentially as a cop-out. Yeah. I can just throw my hands up and say, look, I'll just hope things get better. I don't know why they're good for them and why they're not for me, but I'm just going, I'm not going to accept the fact that I have something to do with my life. And I, I see it as kind of intellectual or spiritual laziness. That's how I choose to see it because it's just not, a, it's not a, it's a, first of all, it's a perception. So it's not objective truth. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just that when we understand the, the nature of the ego mind, we understand that if one is viewing from the ego, they can only view illusion. Can They cannot view objective truth. Can you explain a little bit more uh, uh, or define what you mean by ego mind for those people who are not familiar with that terminology? Yeah, the ego, well, the ego is like, think of it like a computer program. Mm. So the ego is here in this, like, in, in our consciousness throughout our existence in this 3D physical time space reality. And it really serves the function or the purpose of keeping us alive. Mm. It's designed to see through, to see, to see through the filter of separation. So think of the Newtonian paradigm of reality that everything consists of matter. Everything is of matter. And so because everything is matter, this is the world or the perception of duality, separation. Everything is separate. You are separate from me. I am separate from you. We're all separate. And we are also separate from God. Right. In this belief system. Right. So... The Newtonian paradigm of reality was what dominated the collective unconscious for as long as it has, but it's no longer as relevant as relevant as it once was. And the Newtonian paradigm is really just based on egoic perception. Mm -hmm. So the ego, the ego serves the function to keep us alive for the for by in this way. It says because everything is separate and you need to stay alive, we're going to determine what is friend and what is enemy what is food what is the ability to reproduce with this person i'm eat this i'm gonna not eat that and so the, the idea is to see through separation purely for the, the the purpose of survival so without your ego you wouldn't be here it's important to understand that the ego is not the enemy it's doing the best it can but it's inherently limited by virtue of what it's designed to do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. So if right now I am stuck in my ego consciousness and my ego mind and I'm self-sabotaging, what is one thing that I can do to begin to shift myself out of that kind of limited mindset Um, it's well, okay. Good question. The first thing you need to do is become aware. Uh -huh. 
the reason why people sabotage isn't because they want to. They're not consciously choosing or deciding to suffer. Yeah, that's what I, I was like. I, I don't want to suffer. I didn't want to suffer. That's why I didn't want to believe I could be self-sabotaging. No one consciously wants to suffer. This is a, this is a matter of the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind is 95% of the mind, right? And the unconscious mind can be kind of equated with the ego mind. It's there as like the hard drive. It's just there to um, run the autonomic nervous system, parts of the body that you don't have to, you don't have to consciously decide to remember to, to breathe, to, to beat your heart, to take care of all these inner systems going on that's keeping you alive. Yeah. And the unconscious mind will learn based on its past. So it will decide that this is who you are. This is your identity based on whatever you experience, usually within those developmental years from birth to roughly seven or eight, but obviously beyond that as well. But in that period of time, you're in a hypnotic state, a waking hypnotic state, which is why you'll see uh, kids in that age range that seem to be in their, well, not seem to be, they're in their own world, right? They're in this imaginative world because they're in a state of hypnosis called somnambulism. And in this state of hypnosis, they're highly, highly suggestible. So they're just absorbing everything good or bad into the unconscious mind. And this forms one's identity of self and model of the world. So whatever the content, the quality of the content of what's been absorbed into the unconscious mind, that serves as the operating system for that individual. And so we can, if someone's sabotaging, all they're doing is expressing these conditioned ways of being. Right. And so it's not, again, that they're consciously doing this, it's all unconscious. And this is why they'll say, look, why can't I stop this behavior? Or why is like, why is life like this for me? I don't want it to be, but I just can't seem to change things. I can't seem to stop feeling this way about this and that and so on and so forth. So it's entirely unconscious. And all that's required is to first become consciously aware or familiar with the self, the version of you, the conditioning and programming that you no longer want to be. That's step one. Until that point of conscious awareness, people are in a state of unconscious incompetence, right? They're, they're in ignorance. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And so very often they'll just carry on this unconscious conditioning unaware as to what's going on or the role they play. And this sets up the belief then for, ah, life is this way they're successful for some reason and so are they and i just got dealt a bad hand yeah 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 i i agree with you i agree with you awareness is the very first step of creating change it has to be because if you're not even aware of what the problem is how can you come up with an effective solution you know then you are well you might come up with a solution by accident like you might uh, do something that works but you it's not something that you'll be able to do from a place of empowerment it's not uh, something that you would be able to do by consciously choosing to do that 
you know so then your life will feel very out of control it's like sometimes things work out but a lot of times it don't work out and you don't know why and so that feeling of being out of control i think that's a really terrible feeling that i know i struggled with a lot um and that is ultimately what motivated me to like seek a, a different way uh, to to learn what i could and you like you know how can i get more control <laughs> in of my life because it just felt so terrible to be out of control <sighs> mm. yeah well when the the feeling that it, it it began to feel so terrible to be out of control is becoming more uncomfortable with the standard of right. lack of control loss of control that you were experiencing because when people are in their comfort zone no matter how bad life is people can become comfortable anywhere anywhere and no matter how comfortable one is if they're still comfortable i i should say no matter how bad life is one can remain comfortable with that level of suffering when it becomes uncomfortable that's a really good sign because it's an indication that you're starting to move away from what was once comfortable and so it's also an indication of your standards raising and saying and on on an energetic level i'm beginning to no longer allow this of myself or for myself so it's a really good sign oftentimes people will just be kind of wired to evade or avoid any of that pain right. but it's important to understand that there's a meaning behind it and if it's felt in that context through which you described it's actually a, a quite a good sign yes yeah i i think maybe like for me that also has to do with the nature of the healing process like if you have experienced some kind of trauma sometimes you know you fall into avoidance or denial because you don't as yet have the capacity to deal with that trauma to deal with that pain and so your your mind your brain they just sort of suppress it um but when you are able to deal with it and you have the capacity to deal with it then they can begin to surface and you begin to sort of begin to feel that discomfort and that need to do something different and and create change um i know in my experience i know when i was a child i didn't have the capacity to deal with the trauma of being a victim of child sexual abuse i just didn't and so i my mind did the best it could and it suppressed a lot of that but as i grew older and i developed more capacity to deal with it the memory started to come back things started to bother me that for years had not bothered me you know things like that so sometimes i think it it's also just that it's like part of the healing process and where you are um with with that Yeah, most definitely. I agree. Cool, cool. All right. Uh is 
let's see i think maybe we can sort of i'll throw this out as a last question for you for today um this podcast you know we're all about learning to make things more fun and easy (laughs) so i'm a happiness expert i love to be happy i want to help other people to be happy and so to create more fun and ease in our life that is a huge huge um thing for me so can you share with us one tip that can help people make it more fun and easy to stop self-sabotaging and become more empowered in their lives sure i think a lot of people are conditioned to resist positive emotions and resist just being happy for no reason and resist just the higher levels of energy and higher states because very often most people are living unconscious and they're in the past or future and they're not tapped in and tuned into the perfection and timelessness of the present moment and if you think of a child when they're in those formative years those developmental years very often they're in their own world of happiness and they can make whatever they imagine come true for them in that moment because of their imagination and their connection to the present moment. So when you choose with your conscious mind to let go of focusing on the past, letting go of the guilt, the resentment of the past, letting go of the anxiety and the anticipation, the fear of the future, and you bring your awareness into the present moment, you enable yourself to become free of those attachments, which are illusory. So when you bring your awareness back into the present, you free up this energetic reservoir that's lying dormant within, waiting for you to tap into it simply through giving your attention to it. And if you become present in the now, and in that moment of awareness, consciousness, and presence, choose to exercise your free will and decide to be how you want to be, Well, then what are you doing? Taking complete control over your consciousness, your life, Mm -hmm. and you're freeing yourself from the past, the future, and decide, how do I want to think and feel? Gratitude is a phenomenal, simple level of energy that each and every one of us have the ability and the opportunity to tap into at any moment for any reason. Become grateful, decide to be present, aware, and just decide to feel good now. It may be a little unusual at first because we're not really conditioned to do this. Go easy on yourself. Do this with patience, Mm. persistence, and just decide to be happy. Okay, I will ask you one more follow-up question. That is, if I'm really struggling to find something to be grateful for right now, Uh, or to stay focused in the present do you have any tips for how i can tap into that gratitude attitude or be more present in the moment at a time when i'm feeling really caught by the worries and the stresses of my past or future yeah i think i think in terms of you know a lot of people will often trick themselves into thinking that they're in the now they think, okay, I'm, I, I am here, I'm present, I'm in the now, but I still have these problems. 
So what do I do? How do I reconcile this? Because in the now, I'm not supposed to have any problems, right? So why do I still have problems if I'm in the now? Well, being in the now, see, oftentimes you'll be like, okay, well, look, something just happened to me five seconds ago and I'm now suffering, but I'm still, this is, this is all happening now. Well, actually it's the past, the past right now. When I say this in two seconds or one second, it'll be the past. So there's a, there's a really fine razor's edge of the present moment that the ego is not capable of recognizing or acknowledging and stepping into. This is not an egoic process. And this does take practice and readiness. So understand that the now is an instant. It's an instant. And also when one is saying, I'm in the net, I think I'm in the now yet. I'm still aware of my so-called problems. And so therefore it's hard for me to tap into a higher energy. Now, the only way one can experience a problem is due to attachment to it, right? The famous Buddha quote, the root of all suffering is attachment. So if the root of all suffering is attachment, then it doesn't matter what one is attached to. It's the attachment itself that causes the suffering. It's the resistance to people will resist. I resist this thing. I'm resisting this problem. I'm resisting this person. And it's the resistance to it that charges the attachment, energizes it and creates the suffering. So the surrendering to the, for the surrender of the desire to change is like a cheat code. If you surrender. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look to change this. I'm not going to look to analyze this. I'm not going to look to judge it, to criticize it, to opinionate on it. I'm just going to be, because if my, if the ego mind is going, it's analyzing, it's criticizing, it's wondering, it's wishing, it's waiting, it's wanting, it's hoping. Well, that's keeping me attached to yeah. past and future. Yeah. So if I just stop the mental chatter and the meaningless gyrations of the ego mind, maybe I'll find peace of mind. And so it's about, so in summary there, it's about recognizing, well, what am I attached to? If I, my intention is to get into the now, why is it challenging for me right now? Well, let's turn within and ask ourselves, what am I attached to in this moment? Oh, it's what happened to me this morning. It's what that person said on the phone, X, Y, Z. Well, let's surrender my desire and need to change it or them fill in the blank and yeah. just let go completely mm. do it, do it again, do it again, do it again. It's like meditation, try and settle the mind. Oh, the mind goes, okay, bring it back. Oh, the mind goes, okay, that's okay. Bring it back. Yeah. Right? And do so, it with gentleness and love. For yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. You know, we, I, I do want to wrap up for today, but I, we have to bring you back because just what you were sharing right now made me think of like some more really important questions that I would love to talk about next time, you know, particularly the relationship between letting go of what we are attached to and, and that, you know, being a critical aspect of how we achieve peace and, uh, stay present in the moment and at the same time 
you know how that can potentially feel like a conflict with our need to be in control <laughs> of things um you know so i i would love to have that discussion with you next time but for now uh is there any last last thing that you want to share zach yeah i would say ask yourself for anyone listening ask yourself if you want more if you're capable of more and if the answer is yes which most likely is for most people then decide to become aware decide to become more aware practice awareness how do you do this just through intention it's not about perfection it's just about intention when you have an intention to be do or have something very uh, most often that's all that's required to allow the pathway forward to unfold just start with an intention for what it is that you want to occur what you want to happen what who you want to become and choose in this moment with conscious intention to become more consciously aware of your thoughts your state your your mind your body in terms of how you feel just become aware practice awareness first yeah thank you for that Zach i agree with you and i loved everything that you shared thank you so much for giving of your wisdom and your time so generously and i will look forward to having you again join us very very soon nice thank you so much i appreciate it